Hey everyone, welcome to episode 27 of Morgan Webster's Wrestling Friends. As always, I'm the Maud Father Professor of Wrestling, Morgan Webster, for the next 45 minutes to the hour, to the hour and a half, however long this conversation with Lana Austin goes this week, I am your host, or as I like to see it, facilitator through his chats, discussion, gatherings, you know me, I absolutely love that word, gatherings, with your wrestling favourites, or as I like to call them, my buddies, my pals, my acquaintances, whatever, my wrestling friends. Of course, you already know this by now, but this podcast comes to you free of charge every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or wherever, wherever you get your podcasts from. So please be sure to rate, subscribe, review. I say it every week. If you are enjoying it, then please be sure to jump over to the wherever you listen to and do the rate, subscribe, review, because it does open us up to new listeners, pushing our way up those podcast lists. And of course, then, the higher we up those lists, the more people find us when they search the, uh, the word wrestling. So please be sure to do that. Of course, if you do want to give something back, if you do want to say Flash, loving the show, then please head over to our sponsors in part, DefendingNewWrestling.com They've been gracious enough To be our sponsor For the last couple of weeks And and pick out something From them Because of course By supporting them You're supporting me Big circle of positivity there Of course Head over to MorganWebs.BigCartel.com Pick up a picture Pick up a DVD Pick up a t-shirt New t-shirts Probably going to drop tomorrow Yep Thursday Going to drop them tomorrow Maybe around about 6 o'clock Out about 6 Drop them around about that time So if you've got Payday Friday Good stuff If not Then unfortunately You're just going to have to Try to rob some money From somebody Or I should be taking The t-shirts to chaos And I should be taking The t-shirts as well Down to progress There's some lovely stuff Probably I showed Hitch the other day And Hitch said he thinks It's the best t-shirt I've ever done So yeah Keep your eyes peeled For that And if you do want to help Support me that way Then of course Jump over and pick up a t-shirt Thursday when they do drop Of course I do understand That not everybody can afford To support us financially So hey I'm not asking you to Of course If you do want to give something back And you do want to say Flash I love the podcast How can I help I haven't got that much money Then just head over to the social media And give me a bit of a plug On the Twitter I'm at At Flash underscore Morgan Or the hashtag Wrestling Friends Of course I am also on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Flash Morgan Webster. Of course, if you do want to send me a little discreet email, send me some tech advice like sit in your car, which I'm doing right now, I'll explain a little bit in a second, then please jump over to the email. I'm at flashmorgan at live.co.uk. So yeah, love seeing those tweets, love seeing those Facebook posts, love seeing those emails. So please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, send me a tweet, or if you do want to get something, jump over to defendingwrestling.com or jump over to uh, morganwebster.bigartel.com. Thanks, guys. This week's guest is Lana Austin. Headed up to Manchester the other day. I'm only about an hour away from Manchester. Head up there. Had a conversation with Lana Austin. A lovely little chat. When I grew up there, Tyson T-Bone was up there. Of course, we go into that as well. Exactly why he was there. If you don't know, you've been probably living under a rock. But hey, got there as well. Tyson T-Bone was there. I was like, hey, if I knew you were here, then we could have done a podcast too. And he's like, well, we, we still can. But I was under a, I don't know, a strict schedule and we didn't have a lot of time there. So I got Lana's done. And I said to him, I'm 100% going to pop down, have a chat with him. And uh, he also lives quite close to a uh, particular madman. And I know that he said he would 100% come on the podcast with me. He'll probably, that one will probably be mental. He probably won't want to talk about wrestling at all. But those are two people that I've known since I, honest God, since I started wrestling. They were doing the ring jobs and they were doing the the Celtic shows when I first broke in. I think my second match was a triple threat match with T-Bone. So these two people I've known for absolutely years. So I'd love to get these two on there. And big things, big things happening for T-Bone now. Of course, WWE UK. And uh, my man's hung up his boots so we get to really have a big perspective on his whole career and have a chat about that. So those are two I definitely want to get on. But as for Lana, sat down with Lana and she's so, so nervous. She, I, was, I showed up and she was so nervous. And I said to her, why, why, why are you nervous? You wrestle in front of hundreds of people on a weekend. She went, I don't know. Should I just? It's just, it's c- completely different. It's the un- it's the unknown. That's probably what it was. It was the unknown. And you can hear it in the first minute or two. She is quite nervous. But I feel that just, you know, last, 
it, it, it starts to ease in in the last, last 20, 30 minutes. I really think we get the real Lana to shine through. The last 10 minutes in particular, some of my favourite conversation I've ever had because we really, really do start to get to the bottom of who she is, her thoughts, her opinions on stuff. And it's really great. So please, please bear with us on this. She does start off really nervous, but I think that's really endearing. And by the end of it, you get a great great conversation as i said about two seconds ago i'm currently sat in my car outside my house and the reason being is the house is far too noisy to record these intros and outros this week so i was told by my friend adam that if you uh if you go and sit in your car it works kind of like a studio because the sound gets absorbed by the chairs and he said it's really enclosed and it's nice and i thought that's good he's a sound op he should know exactly what he's talking about nice bit of tech info there but when i did come up and sit i realized that i live right by a main road so if you're hearing some stuff whizzing by, I just had some army trucks go past a second ago, um, which I've never seen before, which is crazy, then uh, then that is why. There goes another car. But yeah, uh, my week in review then. So I've just been in the gym getting ready for my return, which is, of course, this Saturday at Pro Wrestling Curls down in Thornbury. They've got a big, big venue down there. I'm in a seven-man match. It's myself, Jimmy Havoc, Mike Bird, Big Grizzly, Eddie Ryan, Mike Hitchman, and Dave Mastiff. So yeah, that's a huge match to come back. And it is for the King of Chaos. I've already won it once. I'm going to win it again. I promise you. Mark my words. going to get that done. But if you haven't got any tickets. And you are in the Bristol area. Then head down to Thornbury. Get on the ProWrestlingChaos.com. Look them up on Facebook. And definitely get a ticket. They've got some big, big matches. They've got MVP. They've got Molina. It's absolutely massive. So make sure you head down to Bristol. And see my first match back. Let me some support. They've been absolutely great with keeping me in the ring. On that mic for the last 10 months and keep me relevant. So I was definitely going to give him my first match. I've been absolute, I've been absolute terror there for the last 10 months. So what better way to start my new reign of terror than uh, by picking up the King of Chaos. So definitely head down and check that out. So apart from that, I've just been at Physio doing, doing my DDP yoga. I'm big into that right now. It's been really good for my, uh, for my shoulder, especially strength builder. Absolutely brilliant. Did that at 8 o'clock this morning and I'm just getting back from the gym. Oh yes, I also released a video, so go check that out as well. Yeah, released a video, a little bit of perspective on my return to progress the other week, talking about what my aim is and introducing you guys to the Strangler if you haven't seen it. So definitely go check that out. It's on the Twitter and the Facebook, or you can search on YouTube, Flashmonger website, get a grip. So yeah, I say it has been a bit of a quiet week, but I've been quite productive. Podcast is about to be recorded. Got a, got an MV out the way in the gym, putting on some good mass again finally, and DDP yoga, and recorded the podcast with Lana Austin. So I guess it's been it's been pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good for somebody who's still technically an inactive wrestler. It's been a pretty active week. Social media's been covered. My week in perspective's been covered. Go watch my new video. But before you do that, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's lovely episode with the lovely Lana Austin. Enjoy, guys. So I'm joined today by Lana Austin. Hi. Hi. You really need to just chill and relax. <laughs> I know you're real nervous about this, aren't you? I am. I don't like talking. <laughs> Oh, if only we, uh, oh, there it goes. If only we weren't in a profession in which we needed to talk. How did, how did you get into wrestling? Because we've never had this conversation. Mm. What made you fall in love with wrestling? Howdy bars and Leah. What about them? Uh, how, old, how old was you when you, when you uh, proper fell in love with wrestling? Well, my dad watched it all the time when I was growing up, so I remember being five, about five years old and like seeing The Undertaker and being scared of The Undertaker. That's my <laughs> first memory. Um... And then I got back into it in high school when I saw the Hardy Boys and Lita, all the high flying, 
and things like that. But before he even did that, I was I was doing backyard wrestling. Yeah, no, I know I've seen bits and pieces of this, seen little video yeah. clips, and it's very very much similar to what I used to do. This is great. So you built yourself a ring. You, yes. Was it you and your brother? Well, at first we started on a field, and we used to have mattresses and carpets. Yeah, we did and all this every day. We would go and set it all out, wrestle for a little bit. Then we'd have to pack it away because it was a school field. We used to do the yep. exact same thing. We used to have to start every day, like, it was like building your own ring every single day. We'd put it out, wrestle, put it back, go back the next day. Pretty much doing the ring job every single yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you paid my dues, doing the ring job growing up. So what was the promotion called? Well, I guess it was a um, promotion be Federation, wasn't it? I guess Extreme, Extreme Wrestling Entertainment, I think it was called. And was it, was it you, your brother? Me, my three brothers, my sister. Three brothers, big, yes. big family. Yes. Um, my sister, me and my sister was kind of the only girls doing it, um, so that's why I ended up wrestling my brother quite a lot, L.A. Austin, let's just put his name in there. Um, and then loads of friends from around the area, but it was me and my brother that was into it more, like we absolutely loved it. And you used to do all the, did you say you used to do all the high flying and... Yeah, yeah. And all the like tilt the wheels and heads and... Yeah, and jumping off, um... Sheds and what was your what was your wrestling name in the in the backyard? Cat. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> and then my sister was called Angel. We had like the worst. How creative! How creative! I, know, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. And cats are my favourite animal, so I was like, oh, I'll just call cat. That's fair enough. That's cool. So where did when did you decide then that you were going to make the move from there to? to well, pro? doing the backyard wrestling, I absolutely loved all that. And then we didn't really know of any schools or anything because back then the internet wasn't you know a big thing, you know, because. I'm only twice in. <laughs> but to be fair, I, I didn't I didn't get the internet in my house till like two thousand and six, something yeah, like that. Like, so you know, so we didn't know of anything of wrestling schools. I remember we went watching a show at the Tameside Hippodrome. They had like um fake Steve Austin on it and things like that. And I think some of them guys are still around now, they do that American wrestling thing. Yeah. Um we went watching that. And we waited for an hour afterwards to try and, at the back, to try and ask them, like, where can we start training? And they just, like, flabbed us up a little bit and was like, oh, God, stupid, stupid kids. Do you know what I went to, me and uh, Wild Bull went to one, I think it was pretty much like I had a fake Sergeant Slaughter on it, a yeah. fake Undertaker. And we sat around, uh, stood around to meet uh, Chris Phoenix, I think his name might have been. No, I don't know. Or was it Chris Phoenix? Something like that. And... He came out and literally told us the exact same thing. He was like, we were like, oh, we're going to go down to this school. And he was like, don't go there, yeah. go here. And it was miles away and we couldn't really do anything. Yeah, they, they sent us, they said something about one and then we got there and there was like, the guys there. Because I think we turned up with like 10 of us going, we want to be wrestlers, we want to be wrestlers. So I don't think they took us like very serious. And then because my mum wanted to keep an eye on, an eye on us because we was kind of doing the backyard stuff, we went round and robbed some railing things to make our own cage. Uh, Literally, your story is so similar to mine, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then we was robbing um, road signs to use for hardcore. Yeah, we used to do that. Like that. And then my sister went and grassed on us, because my sister was the grass of the family. So she went and grassed on us, and my mum went mad, and said, right, you can build a ring in the back garden. So we built it, but then my brother started, um, then started cementing the post into my mum into the back garden into the ground so you had all the ropes and stuff yeah like we that. had all the, it was like a really good ring it wasn't like you know it was off the ground crates everything to have mattresses yeah we had mattresses yeah we did too uh, we didn't have very good ropes the ropes were like hose pipe no oh, we, we used um, put loads of washing line together oh, fair point <laughs> so so they hurt but um, 
I think then we ruined my mum's back garden was absolutely ruined. Yeah, we ruined Hitch's we ruined Hitch's garden. Yeah, when we started when my brother started cementing the posting, that's when my mum was like, right, too far now. <laughs> no back garden. I'm like just so then Lee found training school grand pro wrestling but she was always she was always supportive about you guys wrestling yeah yeah she's always supportive but she always she always said like we need a backup as well like in case like we don't become wrestlers and because it's nobody knew of like people from the uk getting into wrestling like wwe like really it wasn't, wasn't achievable yeah it was like it wasn't achievable like it was like a, it was, it was definitely a, a dream it yeah. was definitely a dream like we couldn't you wouldn't ever think that any any of us would be going to WWE or having tryouts or anything like that so we had to like have backups as well. So what was, what was your backup then? What did you... Uh, I went to college and did health and social care. I got um, two A levels in health and social care mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Because uh, it's like to like do something helping people. That's cool. So, but then I had children. So, then... so you, start, you started training first at GPW, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So how long was you training and had, did you have matches before you had the kids? No, I had my children, and then Lee found the school. Oh, okay. After my third child, my brother found the school. He found the school while I was pregnant, actually, and then he was like, you need to come training, you need to come training. <laughs> while like, you were um, I'll have to wait a little bit. I'm pretty sure there's something here that says I'm not allowed yeah. to wrestle while <laughs> I'm pregnant. But it was really like, I think he was admiring me all the way through because he knew, like, after I had the baby, that he, wanted, he really wanted me to go. Every every time I saw him, he was like, when you have when you have, when you you have have the baby, you need to come, you need to come, you'll love it, you'll love it. Um... So yeah, so, the baby. I had the baby, um, and then I think it was two months after having him, I went to the training school, and then I was training every single Sunday. Then after that, it's always been quite difficult juggling the. Um, the kids. It is tiring. Like I don't sleep much. <laughs> like, we look fantastic for it. For makeup. <laughs> um, but I am pretty fit as well. About the makeup, just put that in there. Um, keep that in. I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot what I was talking about now because. No, you said that you had the, you had you had the your baby boy, and then you were in yeah. training two months after. Yeah, training two months after every Sunday. Um, how, did, how did you find that? How was the training? Well, I was the only girl there, but I was there with my brother, so I absolutely loved it. Um, the training was people guys wouldn't hit me; they wouldn't do anything with me. So Lee had to get in the ring and just take my head off with a clothesline and be like, "She's paying the same amount. She's paying the same money as you to be treated the same to be a wrestler. She's you know don't treat her like a girl." Like people, it, we were doing cross bodies off like middle rope, top rope. Quick, so it was in, so it was in ring. Yeah, in ring. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, doing cross bodies, doing that a lot and things, and then it come to me and people wouldn't, people, the guys wouldn't cross body me. They was like, I don't want to do it to a girl, which I can understand because nobody wants to. If you grow, if you brought up to not hit girls, and it can exactly. be a bit of a thing. So I understood it, but it was just like, I'm not, I'm not. I don't want to be treated like a girl. A girl, like I grew up doing football, doing army cadets, you know doing it all boy stuff so I was just like so was bit, you've always been quite sporty yeah I've always been quite sporty and I was just like it was a bit weird to come into a sport that I absolutely love and that I've been doing in my backyard to be like treated like oh no she's a girl I don't want to hurt her well, I'm guessing when you were in the backyard as well you were probably like taking suplexes yeah probably being dropped on your head yeah. and stuff like yeah. that yeah my brother used to just beat me up so. <laughs> yeah and then my brother's friends used to all just like throw me around all over the place because I was so light and then I could do all the you know there was good bass and things and stuff so so yeah. So you say you're the only girl. How was that? Was that difficult, or was that that whole? Do you feel like you were held back because um, you were a girl, or was it that opened doors for you because you were the only girl? Well, when I got like, I don't want to like say anything bad about it, but when I got there, people, some people did say, "Oh, she won't last six months." 
And then my brother had to be like, yeah, she will. You know, she loves wrestling. She's not just a girl getting in this for the, you know, the wrong reasons. Yep. You know, she she does. She's always been a wrestling fan. She's always loved wrestling. She doing the backyard. I was wrestling every single day. Six the school holidays would come in, and me, and my brother was in the back garden straight away wrestling every day. So it's like I wanted to do it. It was my dream. So, did they have training? Uh, did they have training shows at GPW? And they do show. They do have. Do they have training they shows? Train, no. Um, they do use a lot of their trainees on shows. Yeah. Okay, so that was that where you first started wrestling. No, and this is the thing. <laughs> um, GPW was um, big fans of women's wrestling. Okay. Um, the last time they had a women's match. Well, there well to be fair, years, over no. the last ten years, the approach to women's wrestling has completely changed in this yeah, country. Yeah, definitely. But um, you can't find. It's hard to find a show now where there isn't at least one or two women's matches on yeah, the show. Definitely. Even some um, people are. I think Kamikaze did a woman's main event at the last show I just gone this weekend. So Which that that wasn't that wasn't heard of when you started so when yeah. did you start two thousand and two thousand twelve. Two thousand and twelve. I think I started Valium first for a year. So is that what you did for the first year you Valium? Yes, because um I found it hard to do crowd work at training because there's no crowd, so I <laughs> of course. Yeah, so I couldn't was like Work the crowd, what crowd? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't do it, I couldn't so I was like I asked the trainer if I can do some Valium for a year first so I can learn about crowd work and see what it's like and that helped me loads doing that. So where did you do that Valium? Um, Who did you va- used to Valium for? Britannia, yeah, BWP. BWP, yeah. yeah. Um, I Valiered. Bit bummed. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, I think that might be the first time we met. I think you yeah, were, it might be. I think you were doing Valley for Pitbull at Great Bear. Oh no, I did Dave. Uh, that was my first one. No, I did Damon at Great Bear because Mal Price was a bit so then Damon was like, oh, why don't you come do this? So that's when we first met? Yeah. So you were still doing Valley? That would be 2012, so you were still just doing Valley at that point? Yeah. You hadn't started wrestling? No, I hadn't started wrestling yet, no. So when you decided to actually start wrestling, where was the first place you wrestled? PWP. PWP. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, everyone says about wrestling for the company that you're... You're supposed to have your first match with the company that you train with. Um, GPW are putting their first girls' match on, I think, next month, and that's the first girls' match they've had in seven years. Are you involved in that? Uh, I've just been taken out for for a bit. Okay. So yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so, did you find it difficult? Only like I guess you said there wasn't a lot of women's wrestlers around. So, did you find it difficult to break into the scene? No, not really. Everyone said it. W- everyone said it would be difficult. But um, when I had my first match at BWP, it just kind of went really fast, and I just started getting booked at a lot of places. Who was, who was that against the first match? Um, first match was against Nixon Newall and... Was it really? Yeah, and Porsche in a freeway, you know. In a, in, in a triple threat match was your yeah. first match. Yeah. So you'd never had a match before, and they decided to put you in a triple threat match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Saxon's listening to this, mate, that's not on for a start. I'll <laughs> be saying that, not Lana. So, <laughs> and then from there, did it just start to snowball yeah, a little bit? Yeah, from there, it was just uh, me and Nixon wrestling quite a lot. Like, we would work together quite a lot at first. I think we both kind of broke out at the same time. I think you did, yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing a match. You Did you have a match done in Iron Fist? I, yeah, Iron Fist. And then from there, then, I think you got the match at Attack. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were just kind of working in, like, a lot of play different places together and stuff. And I think we got better with each other every time, like, we wrestled and things like that. And I think we both, we both did good. No, I think you did. I think you both broke at the same time and you were, she was a good base for you and you yeah. were a good base for her, which is very, well, it's not as hard to find now because I think women wrestling is moving on yeah, so much. Yeah. But at the time, it was quite difficult. And I know that, uh, I know Nixon wrestled a lot of men for the first 
year to year yeah, to year. Yeah. So did you, did you have, did you find that as well that you wrestled mm. a lot of men or was it just no. strictly just... straight away? I started and my first match was against Nixon. Then it was um, wrestling girls all the time. I didn't really wrestle men. Just just girls. Yeah. So from going to wrestling my brother for like all my life to wrestling girls, it was. I had to change my whole move set in training because my move set was all. Flying around them. And flying around and getting chucked about. So then I had to learn how to, like, not every girl can take my total world stunner, not every girl can take the, you know, my top rope runners. Yeah. So then I just worked on different things on what I, working on different things that different people can take and base form and things. So, so you talked about uh, struggling when it came to crowd work. Do you think mm. that's something that you've got more and more comfortable with as time's gone on? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> As a heel, especially as a heel, I absolutely love it. I just, I go in, I go into the crowd, I sit with the crowd, I'll sit on people's knees and I'll just, I have so much fun with the crowd. Now, I love doing character and crowd work more than, not more than doing the wrestling. No, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I have just, I, I love having fun with them and just get, I love getting the referees involved, I love getting the fans involved. Because I know if I was at a show and if somebody like did something to me, say if I was at a show and Lita was like, came, or Jeff Hardy came over and like sat next to me and everything, I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Jeff Hardy. He sat next to me. So I always, not saying like I'm on the fingers, Jeff Hardy and Lita. I'm not like, no, no, it's I, quite cool, but it's more if, if you were in the, if you were sat in the crowd and they came in yeah. and they interacted with yeah, you, it's, it's something you would leave there and yeah. go, oh, can you remember when the wrestler came and interacted yeah. with me? Like I remember wrestling at um, Tidal Wrestling and there was a guy in a wheelchair and, um, I started arguing with him, so then I got out of the ring and was like, "Come on, then let's have a fight." <laughs> to the guy in the wheelchair, but um, and then at the end of the thing, he gave me like he gave me loads of mouth again. So I got out again and was like, "Let's fight." He was like, "Right, fine." And his friend got him and pushed him around the ring. <laughs> they, both, they both chased me around the ring, and I was just they, his friend came up to me and was like, "Thanks, for that because not a lot of people like interact with him." So it was nice that he got to be involved and to chase me around the ring and stuff like that and I was like it's cool I like doing things like that it's fun so as the time's going to rest you've become a lot more comfortable in front yeah, of the crowd yeah um, definitely as a heel as a face I'm still learning because I never know what to say or I get a bit nervous if like they don't get behind me and I'm like clapping and nobody claps or if I say come on guys and they're all like mm. but as a heel I can just like losers and they'll just do something well you say about being nervous, and, and again, when we first started the podcast, you were a little bit nervous today. I don't like talking. I know you don't like talking. Have you always, have you, but I know the one part of your wrestling, which you say on Instagram, you've got quite a big following on Instagram, is to do with photography. Have you always been quite Can natural? We, uh, wait, my Instagram is at... We'll do that at the end. You'll get more followers, trust me, it's fine. <laughs> so, uh, on your Instagram, you've got quite a lot of followers. Yes. Um and you always look quite comfortable in front of the camera. Has that yes. always been the case? Yeah. Or is that, again, is that something you've had to learn? What, like taking pictures? Yeah. Yeah, I've always been a bit um, of a poser. Just you, you're, you're starting to laugh, but that's, that's, <laughs> but that's something... But the thing is... Because I, stru- I struggled with that loads. Like, get, put, for, yeah, please, please do. Right please, please, please do. I need, uh, I need you and Bubblegum to teach me. Yeah, some filters. Oh, yeah, Bubblegum uses a lot of filters. Right? Uh, does he really? <laughs> call, call, call him out. <laughs> call him out. It's fine. But, yeah... Uh, I just like I like taking. I see it as like um, you get when you get older and you get old. And you, I can look back on all these pictures and be like, "Wow, I was pretty fit actually." You know, <laughs> and I'm not being big-headed. Like during high school, I got bullied for being the ugly girl. I was the ugly girl. I was the geeky ugly girl who didn't have the best of clothes because it was you know I had other siblings. My mum and dad like had 
things going on and a working still, class family and yeah, lots of siblings and yeah and so we didn't have the best of things I was known as a tramp or you know, I'd get called tramp I'd get people come I remember a time where the popular girl came and hugged me and I was like oh why is she hugging me and then the popular guy came in and hugged me and then they walked away and both started laughing and was like she, she, t- um, she smells of grease and things like that and like it got to me loads and I used to cry at home and that's when I used to go home and watch Hardy Boys and Lita matches and it used to make me feel better. <laughs> it was weird. Watching them made me feel happy and like, okay, I might have school tomorrow but at least I can come home and Was that your, esca- that your yeah, escape? Yeah, that was my escape and that's why I feel like wrestling saved me because it, when I was getting bullied, it helped. It just made me made me forget the world, made me forget what was going on around me and things. So, so yeah. So now I take pictures and I think, huh, I'm pretty fit now. I grew up into a woman and got fit. So, huh, fuck all you get. <laughs> you can swear, it's fine. Sorry. It's fine. So yeah. No, so you say you say that, and that's how you were treated in school, and that's how you used to feel. So. When you started wrestling, were you quite low on confidence then, would yeah, you say? Very. So is that why you reckon you had to do the valley and for the Yeah, because yeah, I didn't have a lot of confidence. And then when I started wrestling on shows and a lot of guys started saying mean things about me again and then, saying I was I must be sleeping with people to get my bookings, and because I was with Tyson T-Bone and saying, oh, he must be getting other bookings, even though T-Bone didn't even work for BWP. He'd never been on BWP, but then people started saying it. And just, why does it have to be sexual because I'm a girl? Why can I not be, like, cooking him a meal for a booking or ironing his T-shirt for a booking? Why, is, why because I'm a girl, does it have to become that I'm doing something sexual? You know? Why do you think that is? Because men think that we have to sleep with people to get somewhere. Do you know, actually, why, why I reckon it is? Why? I reckon it's insecurity on men's parts. I feel that they look at them and they don't like the idea of a female being able to do what they do yeah. or a female being able to do well. Yeah. So then they will then start picking away at it. And it's always, always comes down to the sexual, being something sexual. Because something they feel it in control. Yeah. Like they can call us rats or sluts or whatever, but then the guys never get the same name. They can sleep with whoever they want and they don't get the same thing, but straight away a girl comes in the business and we're all... Gets into a long-term relationship and, yeah. and still gets called those things. Like it's, I think it... When I first went to wrestling, I think you I think girls have to prove themselves more than guys. I think we have to prove we're into it, we're into it for the right reasons. Well, you sp- you speak about Tom. How did that how did that relationship start with you and uh, Tyson T Bone then? Yeah, I approached him. That's asking, right, no, get a, but, asking but, for but, tattoos. That's all. So that's what I'm saying. It was just yeah. And he did. I had. Um, so you, you had a tattoo you wanted covered up? Yes, I had a tattoo covered up. So Pip Bubblegum told me to get in touch with um, T-Bone. Because he'd done a lot of uh, bubblegum stuff. Yeah, yeah. And me and Pip had become really good friends. So he told me to message him and then I did. And then it went from there. And then, what, how many? Five years later? Yes. Can't get rid of <laughs> You're engaged now as well? Yes, we are. You are, yeah. yeah. How do you find that as a relationship, as in you being on the road together and sometimes I'm guessing you're in different parts of the country as well at the same yeah. time? How does that, does that put a strain on the relationship? Um, or? Yeah, it can be a bit stressful. It can be a bit stressful. So we started off in North England. You did wrestling all the place with Steph and you've branched out. Where's the furthest you've gone when it comes to wrestling? In this country, I mean. Have you, got, have you gone abroad? Yeah, I've Switzerland and Belgium. <laughs> so how do you find that? How do you find... Um, well, that was my first time. I'm glad that I went with, like, I had someone like Legaro there yeah. to help me because I would have probably ended up in a different country. <laughs> I'm not very good with travelling and I don't, I've never really travelled that much, like, growing up my holidays were in 
um, Wales. Mine were in England, so. <laughs> but yeah, so it was kind of scary and stuff. But um, yeah, um, Shana was over there as well, and Shana looked after me a lot. Um, ended up hurting, ended up hurting my shoulder. So she like really looked after me. She brought me breakfast in bed. She helped me like get changed because I couldn't lift my lift my arm and stuff. So so thank you. I just say thank you. So. <laughs> so how did you find wrestling in different countries, and how did you find the fans? It, definitely when I went to Belgium. Oh yeah, sort of Belgium. Yeah, because went to Belgium because that was only last week, so I remember that. Oh, okay. I remember the other one. That was, like, Belgium, <laughs> that was a few years ago, so I don't really remember that. But um, Belgium was amazing. Really enjoyed that. Like they looked after us so well, and um, the crowd was amazing. The crowd was fun. Who did you wrestle? Um, do I call her Chardonnay or do I call her? Did she wrestle Chardonnay? Yeah, but she's she's Lady Catherine, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, Lady Catherine. Yeah, which I've seen her doing, which she's she's very good. I like that. I like the yeah. Lady Catherine. I do as well. It's fun. It's quite good. Isn't she's it? wrestling. Um, Kaz- what's Kaza? She's wrestling Kaza at um, Southside, so it's going to be the cl- the posh thing, the posh against Moff. Against Moff. So I think I'm really looking forward to watching that. I think it's going to be hilarious. I think it's going to be so funny. Good. I think that's like a perfect character match put together. When did you feel over here? Then we talked about broad quickly, but when do you feel over here that you really started branching out and people getting to know you more? Uh, after and I what, and what ma- and what ma- I like to cut you off, and what match really kind of stands out in your head? That what cha- kind of like kind of changed it. Um, I wrestled Soraya Knight at TNT. Okay. Um, and like after that match, I don't know what changed or what clicked in my head or whatever. But I just like my wrestling, just my confidence went up. Like she, she helps so much with confidence and just making you feel like you've done good. Like you know you've done done good. well, yeah. Yeah, and like that helped lots. And then just the way she wrestles. Like, she's not girly at all. No, like, she, re- she's re- she wrestles very much like a man. Yeah, and... She's petrifying. She yeah. really is. Well, she's, people said that, but she reminds me lovely, of my mum. She's always been lovely to me, yeah. to be fair, right? But rem- I, can, I, I can see why people, people are scared used, of her. When it first got announced on wrestling, people was like, are you scared? Are you scared? I'm like, she's literally looked... She reminds... Like, the way she is, she reminds me of my mum. So it's like I'm going into a match with my mum. So that kind of helped me. Like, because everyone going, are you scared? Are you scared? I was like, should I be scared? Like, should I be real scared? Like, what's going to, am I going to get killed in this match? Like, what's going to happen? But she does remind me of my mum a lot, so that helps me going into the match. And um, I just, I really enjoyed it. And she just made me feel better and made me realise that I can go in there and I can not hit people, but I don't have to be girly. Be a bit more aggressive. Yeah, I can be a bit more aggressive. Leading. You know, I can look more aggressive and things. And so, yeah. Um, so that kind of changed me for the future and I think I started getting a lot better and more confident and then when do you think it really started the ball started rolling then you, after that match you started to get more confident and then you see the booking started rolling a little bit more after that um, no not really it was even before it was just ever since I've started I've just like because I've never really messaged promoters or anything like that because I wouldn't know what to say like I'm really I'm really bad at all that stuff. I'm not great at networking. Well, I'm good at like promoting myself, but I'm not good at like going, oh, please book me on the show. Like, I wouldn't know what to say to people. But if you're branding yourself and you're promoting yourself like you say you yeah. were well enough, you shouldn't have well, to. That's what, yeah. I've never, been, you yeah. must have been pretty good at that. Yeah, I do like um, promoting. I, I did a lot of research. I think it should be taught to like trainees as well about internet and promoting and things like because that's a massive part of wrestling now is the internet yep. so I think um, people should be taught how to not be like WWE look at your your stuff so if, like five years ago if you've wrote something really bad on your, inter- on your internet and you're trying to get any of you right they see that 
you can be blackballed. Once it's out there, it's out there yeah, as well. That's what I mean. So like people, I think it should be in training sessions. You should have a session for in for the internet, like how to be on social network. Well, we've started doing, that, started doing that. Started doing that. Dragon yeah. Pro, yeah. Which I think you said. Like and just like help people on how to promote and do great. I did loads of research. Like the best the best day to post is on a Thursday, apparently. Oh, well, how did you, where did you get this research from? <laughs> I just researched. Oh, like because I really wanted. I really. I knew like promoting myself on the internet will help loads because the internet's massive. So I put into Google. I went into Google and I said like best ways to promote. You know, I just googled loads of different best time to post on Twitter. Best time to yeah, post on like Facebook. what's the highest like? And then it came up with loads of stuff. Told you like the best days, the best times, and things like that. So see, I don't think a lot of people look into this. A lot of people no, just no, see- people call me. I think people call me sad for it. No, I think it's brilliant. But I just. I wanted to... But you could be putting up the best video that you've ever created. You could spend two or three hours editing this video, putting it together. And then if you post it Sunday night at 11 o'clock when everyone's gone to bed ready for work, yeah, nobody's no going to see it. Yeah, going to see it. Um, apparently, like, apparently on Instagram, when you post them on Instagram, the high it's high for, for three, after three hours. That's when... Activity starts to drop. Yeah, the activity will drop, like, significantly, like, drops and stuff. So it's like if you're, if you're posting something at, like, one o'clock in the morning, it's only... Active for what till three, four, four o'clock, in the morning. nobody, everyone's asleep that. then. So, no, I think that's a really, especially since we spoke as well about your Instagram is really, yeah. And if you've got how many followers do you have on Instagram? Um, Thirty-two thousand. Christ, <laughs> Christ, that's. But that's a, another thing. The reason why I, I did, I do a little thing with the referee where I get him to check my boots, check my boots, and then I turn around and get try to get him to check my, your bum, my bum, yeah, yeah. because Lana Austin is a bit about. The bum, like my bum gets me over, gets me my bookings. Um, doesn't really. If you got, if you got, my, got talent, it, my you... talent gets me my bookings <laughs> and the pretty face. But um, got it flaunted. But yeah. that video, that was me being me. Like that's just the way that I am in real life. I am a bit like people call me like a bit like Harley Quinn because I am a bit flirty, but I don't mean to be. It's just naturally the so way that I am. It's just the way that I've yeah. always been. Um, so doing that, that was just me being myself, and it got shared to so many things on Instagram. It got, I got tagged in it so many times. I had people messaging me going, I've seen that video a million times on like a million different pages. And then in one night, I woke, I woke up and I had over 10,000 followers in like in the space of one night. On Instagram? On Instagram. So I was like... Is that how it happened? Yeah, just That's because crazy. of that video. And then I did it again with um, another promotion. I added that little clip again because I do it a bit different every time because I don't like doing... I don't like doing the same thing yes, all the time. Well, I don't like wearing the same outfits all the time. I don't even notice that as well. I, like I did No, I like to change. I'm one of them people who, like, if I wear an outfit, I won't. And it's, it's been posted online, I won't wear it again. You, really? Yeah. This is because you have a fortune. Yeah. I have, like, I have, like, four pairs of tights. This is why I want Fix Stitch to sponsor me. <laughs> 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 uh, but but why, yeah, why, is that, why do you not wear an outfit again? Because I just like looking different. Because if you're wearing the same outfit all the time, then it looks like you're just wrestling the same person all the time. I don't, I don't know. I don't, no, that's not fair enough. I like it's... wearing different colours. I don't I just like being different all the time. Do you think that's you or do you think that's Lana the character? Or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. I think Lana is becoming... I think... The lines are starting to blur. <laughs> yeah, together. But... Lana has helped me in real life become so much more confident. No, I said with me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just so much more confident now and I love it. I wish I could go back to high school the way I am now. Yeah, I mean, I think that's But then I think sometimes, right, if you were to go to high school now and you had all this confidence, because the people who were confident in high school usually aren't doing that much for their life now. No. And I feel like if you, ach- if you achieve well in high school, usually, and now this is me just speaking my mind, so usually if you achieve well in high school, it doesn't make you want to search for achievement outside of high school and people mm. just usually plateau and stop yeah. so yeah if you'd been 
this confident in high school, maybe you wouldn't have. Uh... Well, it's like in my, you know, when you do, I don't know if you do it at your school, but at the end of the year, you have to do a signing thing, like, oh, good luck for the. I love you said your school, like I'm still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to go back to school you tomorrow. Do <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but like, you do a signing thing, and everyone's like, oh, good luck for the future, and sign your t shirt or whatever. And in mine, every page was like, good luck, hope you become a wrestler. Even my teachers would be like, good luck, hope you become a wrestler, and things like that. And it's, it's, even though like lots of people bullied me for it, they still all like wrote that in there. Not too fast. But um, do you it, see those people now? Uh, you got them on Facebook? No, not a lot no. of them. Some, some. Do they know that you're a wrestler? I think so. Yeah. 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 Some of them, some people in my real life are really supportive. I've lost a lot of friends because of it because I'm busy all the time. Like, does it, Friday, it, Saturday, Sunday, I'm wrestling. Um, people used to invite me to, you know, christenings and things like that, and like now I don't get invited to anything. No, my life's kind of become yeah. that. But again, that's another good thing being with Tyson because you you're from the same work in the same profession. Yeah, so well, I tried, I tried having a relationship with a guy in real life, life yeah. who had nothing to do with wrestling, and he couldn't cope with the attention. He couldn't cope with the Facebook attention, the Instagram attention. Um, he got really jealous and paranoid, and it would just. Like everyone says, like oh, try and get, try and find a boyfriend out of wrestling, and it's hard because they don't have the same mindset. They they don't understand it all. They don't understand like these are just fans. These are just fans, you know. Like a lot of fans write a lot of crude things on yeah. like rude things on my Facebook and things like that. How how do you find that? Well, it's a bit. I don't like. It's a bit annoying. I do delete a lot of comments, especially on Instagram because mm, my daughter's on there. My daughter follows me on there. And I don't want her to see things like that. And not just that, see it, but it's see it and think it's acceptable as well. To, yeah. So I have seen some of the stuff that some of the fans, I say fans in quotation marks, they say to some of the women's wrestling. And I just really go, I never in a million years say yeah. that to anybody. Like so. some stuff I read and was like, why would you even write that to somebody? But then there's some fans like Graham Williams. I can mention Graham. Williams, yeah, of course. He's, he's, I love him to bits. Like he is absolutely amazing. He doesn't ever write any, you know, rude comments or anything like that. There's a lot of them, like a lot of the TNT fans, like just posting a lot of nice things. Yeah, just and... nice things, and I think they see a lot of it as well. I don't think they like some of the, they don't like some of the things that people write. But then I just ignore it. I just ignore it. When people say, "How'd you put up with it?" It's like easy, ignore it. Like the comments that, you know, like or comment back to the comments that are nice and hopefully they'll get the message that, you know, okay, right, she's not commenting back to me so maybe I need to, like, not write. Well, maybe, I need to, well, yeah, maybe I need yeah. to write some nice things. Yeah, because if you write nice things, you'll get a um, reaction out of me. If you're writing crude, horrible things, I'm not going to acknowledge you. Which, which our life in general should be, yeah. I think, because I think at the moment too many people are drawing attention to too many negative things. Mm. I think that's something that people shouldn't be doing people should just be drawing attention to the positive yeah. stuff yeah definitely if anybody like I have I had when I had a profile picture of um, a bikini shoot that I did I got a message of some girl and it said the, I opened it up and the message said put some claws on your slag you know I don't even know this person she wasn't even a friend on Facebook and I just ignored it I didn't comment back I didn't write anything back it made me laugh and I just ignored it but again, when it comes to like women not being treated equal, if women are saying that to other women, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's degrading. It's yeah, just... I'm a big part of like, like women helping women, like no bullying. People shouldn't be bullying each other. Positive role models. Yeah, yeah, people should be like helping each other instead. Like women's wrestling's got so good now, and we could make it better by all working together and helping each other. Speaking about getting it better, what are the goals then going forward for Lana Austin? Well, I had the WWE tryout. Oh, yes, let's just talk about that. How do you find yeah, that? Um, never thought that would happen. So, like, if nothing comes from like, I don't know if anything will come from it, if it but if it doesn't, 
I'm so happy I got to do that. I'm so happy I got to be involved in that and experience that because wrestling in my back garden, I never thought, you know, when I was pretending to be Lita and things, I would never thought I'd go from there to having a WWE try. What, what was your brother like when he found when you told him you were getting a WWE try? He was happy for me. Yeah, he was happy. No jealousy or no, anything. No, no, no. Yeah. I, 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 I was getting to that. I mean, he, he must have been like, no, he yeah, like, he says, like, this is all because of me. Because he is the one. <laughs> he is the one. If he wouldn't have got me, it might have been me so much to go to wrestling. I wouldn't have all these millions of fans. Millions. Hundreds. I wouldn't have all these. <laughs> Tens of thousands of fans on Instagram. <laughs> I wouldn't have all these people supporting me. I wouldn't have all, you know, the, you know, people, people buy my pictures. And that's weird. I think that's weird. And you wouldn't have had your confidence. Yeah. And yeah, and I wouldn't have, like, it's really changed my life for the best. And that's why I love it so much. Surely a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do all these. <laughs> yeah, but so how 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 was that track? How was that track? We did go off a little bit. Then how did you um, find the track? Yeah, it was real fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I learned a lot. I learned that. I think that helped with my confidence as well. Loads, and I met some really nice people there, some new friends, and yeah. But if nothing comes from it, I'm glad. I got to experience that because I never thought I would do so. So what are the goals then? Because we spoke about the doing um, first. I just, just want to be one of the best. Women, not even women. I just want to be one of the best wrestlers in the UK. That's my aim. Just the UK. Yeah. 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 I'm happy. Uh, get the UK and then see where it goes from there. Yeah, like I'm happy. I'm happy with what I do in the UK. I love what I do. I love traveling around the UK. Um, with having kids, it's hard to travel. Like I don't think I'd ever be able to go to Japan like for three. I think months. we spoke about this before. Yeah, we? We spoke I, about... I, I couldn't leave my kids for three months. I couldn't do that. I'd. I think my kids might forget who I am. In, like, <laughs> I doubt that, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know. I wouldn't mind like going maybe for a couple of weeks somewhere or anything like that. Like my mum said she'd support me loads with that, but I couldn't ask my whole family to drop everything for three months to look after my kids while I go and do something like that. I just What about the potential of going to America and living in America? If my kids can come with me, yeah. Yeah. But my daughter won't leave she's got all friends in her like I'd have to bring my daughter's high school friends as well. <laughs> It'd be a whole like I'd need my own little like a a little, a little state thing in America just so then I can bring everybody with me but yeah that would be cool if that did happen then you know I'd cross that bridge when it comes but if nothing you know if not I'm happy with what I do my daughter goes to school happy telling all the friends that I'm a pro wrestler and things like that my kids like my two boys they go to school wrestling I have to tell them off all the time they're not allowed to do it making me look bad because they're wrestling in school but yeah as long as my kids are happy and proud of me then that's the main thing that's lovely uh, in regards to promotions, where haven't you worked that you'd like to work, or where have you worked that you mm. want to go back potentially? Um, I'd love to work for Progress. Yeah. Um, ICW. Sure. <laughs> I think they're the only two promotions sure I haven't worked for. Yeah, because you've done a lot with Southside recently, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've worked with Southside. I've had some of the most funniest matches. Like my character, Southside helped me so much with my character, my heel character. That's where my heel character started growing just because of working with good people. Like, I worked with Jade, um, I worked with Awesome Kong, and the stuff that I did with them just helped my character so much and helped me be more confident with being the silly, dumb heel who loves herself but always, like... And then being able to turn it up a notch then towards yeah, the end. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the last show that I did for Southside when I wrestled um, Rosemary. Yeah, I saw the picture. Weekend, yeah, I saw yeah. the picture. She, I don't like scary movies, I actually don't like scary movies. <laughs> I don't like the ring or anything like that. So when she came out, I was just like, 
this is actually like the fear everything in that match was real because she looked so scary her eyes were scary and I was like I don't like this this is horrible I want to go home like I got out of the ring and I got onto one of the fans and I was hugging him and I was like I really don't want to do this I want to go home and then Joe came out and tried dragging me off and I was like no I was like I'll tell my mum I will tell my mum this is scary I don't want to I don't want to do it like I literally was scared in that match but then my character in that I was loud my character was loud and I just loved it it's one of my favourites, I think, from character work. It really was. Because it was real. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You allow, your, you allow your real self to kind of mould, as we said. Yeah. Into, so with the lines of Lana, the character and Lana, the person, mm. kind of blurs. Yeah, definitely. Um, how I like to usually end is, is if you were to give your younger self advice or you to give any wrestler, being male, female, so you might want to give some of the girls coming to the business advice now, what would they be? Um, it can be as in depth. It can be just um, just be confident and don't let people put you down. Don't let people bully you. Um, if people are bullying you, then talk. You know, talk. So there's always people to talk to. Um, don't quit just because people say bad things about you or people spread rumors. Because they will. You. They, they will, they will do. And it's not just it's females. Male. You know, male, my brother used to get it a lot. Like I used to cry. I used to cry about it a lot. And then I just realised I'm just not. I'm going, to, I'm going to prove them all wrong, and that's what I did. Proved them all wrong, and now I'm, I wrestle everywhere, and I enjoy it, and I have fun. So, yeah, so don't listen to people. Don't listen to people. And always, always, just, there's always people to help if you are having problems with people. So if you're having any, if you're having any negative problems... Come to me. Come to me. Yeah, if anyone's bullying you, come to me. I'll sort them out. Well, speaking about coming to you, where can they find you on the interweb? Then let's do these plugs, because you did try to get the Instagram uh, in. It's Instagram, at like, <laughs> Austin one Yep, any, um, any, any, that's the same as um, all one word, well. Lana Austin one. La- oh, Lana underscore. Do you want to check? Do you want to check? That's what happens every time I every time I load up. Oh, there. bloody hell. <laughs> oh, oh, like, she's just loaded up her Instagram to get make sure she's got the name right, and she has like 99 likes. and I don't even, <laughs> I don't even want to see it. Makes makes me sad. Uh, just do my spot. Just do the. I will the have to. I will. I've been up. Then... Oh, I've been up for ten months, so maybe yeah. I, need, I, need some, I need some new material. I'll teach some. <laughs> Please do. Uh, yeah. So it's Lana underscore Austin one. Okay. On what, Instagram. On the Twitter. Lana underscore Austin one. Same again. Same, same again. And uh, have you got any on the Facebook? Uh, and yeah, you can find me on Facebook because Lana Austin. But uh, I have a. I have a profile and have a fan page. Right, okay. People are trying to add me on my profile, but I've reached my limit, so people can't add me anymore. <laughs> so find the fan page as well. And if they come across your personal account, do not add it. Yes, stay away. There's only pictures of my kids on there. Why would you want to add no, me on A lot of people have it. Like, I've got a personal yeah. one and stuff again. People still try to add. And I always say, it's I, it's no disrespect. It's, yeah. it's two different yeah, worlds. Yeah, I have a lot so. of wrestlers adding on me, and it's like, you don't need to see pictures of my children. It's just my children. Like, that's all I post on my personal one is videos of my kids singing or kids doing good in school. You know, people don't need to see that. I get that they just kind of want to be a little closer to their yeah, friends. Yeah, but why, that's why on my Lana, pro, my actual Lana profile, I still try and keep it a bit personal. Like, I'll add all my going out, you know, if I'm going out, I'll add my karaoke stuff to there. Or, a little bit of a sneak peek into Yeah, like, people, world. I want people to know that, you know, they're still having a bit of personal me but they don't need to know about my kids that's fair enough so, no 100% yeah. no Lana has been an absolute pleasure thank you very much and this how I nervous you were how nervous you were coming I on. hope people enjoy it I'm not, I'm well, not. well for how, how nervous you were we've now gone 46 minutes have we? 46 minutes oh, God. so uh, 
I'm very, if very happy. If it doesn't sound good, I'm blaming you because I'm blaming <laughs> your shit questions. That's fair enough. I am, I am a facilitator, so that's up to me. Yeah. But no, Lana's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. What did I tell you? Absolutely lovely, especially the last 10, 15 minutes. last 10, 15 minutes were really, really nice. I really think we started to really get to know the real Lana there. And sometimes it takes that. It's really hard. Nathan Cruz and me had such a rapport, and I think Nathan's done so many promos and so many different things that he was just switched on straight away, really quick. But other people, it takes a while. I remember my Rampage Brown one. It literally took us a good 10, 15 minutes before I really started chiseling through that and getting the real him. And I know Alagero came forward and said to me that it's probably his favourite conversation that Rampage Brown's ever done. I think, again, that's because of my my rapport with him. So, again, I'd love to revisit that one with Lana Austin, maybe in a year or two, time, and when she's a lot more comfortable, when she's done a lot more bigger things, which I'm, I'm pretty sure she will. We had a little bit of a conversation after the end. She has some big stuff coming up, which is great. Not going to tell you what it is. But some big stuff coming up, and hopefully they, that comes off. And I'd love to revisit that. One, because I absolutely love Lana. We've, we're on the same shows together. We we're coming through the Midlands. And she's an absolutely lovely person. She is. A lot of love for her kids. A lot of love for Tyson T-Bone. And I think that comes through. It really does. And very, very passionate for wrestling. Yada, like myself. Very like-minded when it comes to building those rings. And it was nice to meet her. And finally nice to meet Lee as well, her brother, which was very gracious. And there goes those army. Those army trucks just went straight past me again. The ones that stopped on. I've never seen them in my life. And I've just seen them twice in one night. So, yeah. Sorry, hijacked by Lana. But, yeah. Absolutely great conversation by Lana. I really One I really would love to revisit in a six months to a year or something when she's done a little bit more and when hopefully she's a little bit more comfortable because I think those last 10-15 minutes were probably some of my favourite conversation I've got out of a podcast so yeah absolutely fantastic thanks Lana appreciated loads next week's guest is one of two one of two I don't know who I'm going to go with um, I've got two lined up and down at chaos one will definitely happen uh, two right so the first one who I'm recording is going to be the Wild Bull Mike Hitchman we mean it to do it for a while He's my best friend. We've been friends with each other now for 10 years. We've gone from being people who just had wrestling in common to being best friends. He is, he is the love of my friendship life. And we, we mean to get it done, but I did turn around and say it's quite difficult because I know everything about him. But I've been mulling over, thinking about how to approach it, and I think I've got a good way to do that. So that's one I'm definitely going to go down with. Plus, he just won the ICW Tag Team Championships. Why wouldn't I have him on? He's super, super talented. Him and Bird are absolutely killing it everywhere they go at the moment. Just won the ICW Tag Belt. So he's somebody I wanted to get on for a long time, didn't know how to approach it. And I'm definitely going to get that done. Whether it's going to be next week or whether it's going to be a week after or whatever, no doubt it will get done. Because he is at Chaos this week with me. So I'm just going to sit down and have a chat with him. So that's the one. It could be the Wild Ball Mike Hitchman. If not, he'd potentially be the week after. And next week could potentially be Adam Maxed. Now, if a lot of you don't know who Adam is, Adam was a contestant on ITV's Love Island. And I remember a lot of people asking me, did I know Adam Maxed? And I'll be honest with you, I didn't. Didn't have a clue. I'd kind of had a lot of mutual friends in common with him. But I'd never met Adam. But... Thanks to Love Island, it's allowed him to get out a little bit more, which is fantastic. His Twitter account has gone absolutely crazy, so he has a big fan following. So that's absolutely fantastic. And to be honest with you, I honestly believe you do whatever you need to do to get ahead in this business. And he went out and got himself on a primetime TV show called Love Island, got himself a big following. So when he starts getting his name out like he is now, he's been at Southside, he's been at Chaos this weekend, he's been at IPW. To help him get his name out, but when when the big boys come knocking, he already has over a hundred thousand followers on Twitter, and that does not look bad on the reputable. But his path into this is very very different. Irish born and bred, 
come from a small Irish town and then has used Celebrity Love Island to catapult himself into the British wrestling scene. So a completely different approach to wrestling than I have. We have had to really grind for it. But he's really used his smarts and used his physique and used everything he can to get himself ahead, which is brilliant. I think it's brilliant. Use whatever you need to use. Use anything you have at your disposal. So I'm really looking forward to sitting down with Adam and hearing all his crazy stories because it's going to be something that I've never heard of before. And maybe you don't know who Adam is. Maybe you've only seen him wrestle once or twice. Or maybe you just know him because of Love Island. Either or, or all of the above, then I think is definitely going to set back to be a brilliant, absolutely fantastic podcast. Really interesting one. And no doubt, as I said, he has some crazy stories. And I'm itching as well. I'm itching to know the Love Island gig. I'm itching. Itching to know. I've been on deal no deal my, myself. I love to sit back and chat about that. So I'm itching. I'm itching to know how you got involved. So yeah, next week's guest is either going to be the Wild Boar, my best friend, Wild Boar Mike Hitchman, or it's going to be ITV Love Island's Adam Maxed. Of course, if you have enjoyed the show, be sure to rate, subscribe, review. I know, I say to the start of every podcast, say at the end of every podcast, say every bloody week, but let's do it, people. Can't hate. I get thousands and thousands of listens now a week, which I'm very, very gracious for. Thank you very much. But if we take a split second just to rate, subscribe, review, leave a small little view on iTunes, Podcast Addict, or wherever, wherever you listen it to, then it does help me push my way up those lists and does open us up to new listeners, which is great because the more listeners that are listening to me, the bigger my fan case will become and hopefully then the better quality I can be able to record this on and everything just gets better because, hey, if you're enjoying it, why not share the love? Of course, you can, of course, if you are, of course, you can as well help us financially by heading over to our sponsors, defendingyourwrestling.com or by heading over to morganwebs.bigartel.com. As I said earlier on, got some big t-shirts, got some new t-shirts dropping tomorrow, so be sure to check those out. Of course, of course, if you cannot afford to help me financially, of course, I understand it. I don't want to avoid it. I enjoy and I do the love of these podcasts just for that. Then please head over to my social media outlets and give me a tweet, give me a Facebook post. I'm at Flash underscore Morgan on the Twitter or I'm at facebook.com forward slash Flash Morgan Webster on Facebook. Of course, as I've already said, rate, subscribe, review because that doesn't cost you anything. It takes about three or four minutes. Of course, send me a discreet little email, some tech, tech advice like go sit in your car near your main road. That's some great tech advice. Thanks, Adam. Um... <laughs> over at the email, which is, of course, flashmorgan at live.co.uk. Or maybe you want to book me for your upcoming show, or maybe you want to be a sponsor. Of course, again, that is the email, flashmorgan at live.co.uk. So I think that wraps up uh, another show. Um, I'm going to try to get out of this car. It's pretty cold now, so I'm still in the car. So I want to get out. Big thanks to Lana Austin for being this week's guest, and a big thanks to the Wobble Mike Hitchman or Adam Max, whoever gets put on next week or the week after. Big thanks to you guys as well for giving up the time and for agreeing to do this as well. So a big thanks to you. Of course, as I already said, be sure to rate, subscribe, review. Head up to defendingyourwrestling.com or morganwebs.pickcartel.com. Support us that way, of course. All that's left to say really is... Big thanks to you guys for listening, as I said, every week. And big thanks as well for supporting me for the last 10 months. Back in the ring next week. So this is Journey. Journey is finally over. I'm going to keep doing this podcast. People ask me every week, oh, you can keep doing the podcast? Yeah, I am. I'm enjoying doing it. I'm enjoying doing it. I'm enjoying chatting in my car. I'm enjoying chatting to everyone. It's getting me closer to you guys. It's getting me closer to my friends as well. So it's it's brilliant to do. So I'm going to, 100% going to keep doing it. As long as, as, long as time permits. Because, hey, you never know. Schedules, times, changes might change unfortunately i am i am a one-man band just like Heath Slater, i am a one-man band i know that colt has some people helping him over there and i do know that jericho has a whole team that helps him and of course it's just me doing it so as long as my uh as long as my wrestling schedule allows me to keep doing these i shall be keep doing them so big thanks you guys for listening and uh i guess all i have to say is it has been always a pleasure it's always a treasure and bye thanks for stopping by thanks guys see you next week